0: The parade to celebrate the Kansas City Chiefs' Super Bowl win ended in tragedy. That's where we're starting The Seven from the Washington Post. I'm Hannah Jewell. It's Thursday, February 15th. Let's get you caught up with today's seven stories. A shooting after the Chiefs parade left one person dead and 21 injured. Shots erupted yesterday afternoon near Kansas City's Union Station. That's where fans, local officials, and Chiefs players had gathered for a rally. Thousands of red clad fans who had packed into downtown were sent scrambling for safety as police responded with guns drawn. Kansas City Police Chief Stacey Graves expressed her outrage about the shooting at a news conference. I'm angry at what happened today. The people who came to this celebration should expect a safe environment. We had over 800 law enforcement officers, Kansas City and other agencies, at the location to keep everyone safe. Because of bad actors, which were very few, this tragedy occurred. Lisa Lopez-Galvin was killed in the shooting, a family friend confirmed. She was a DJ at a Kansas City radio station and a mother of two. Many of those injured were children. Police said they've taken three people into custody and recovered firearms, but have not yet disclosed a motive. Number two. Officials warned that Russia could damage satellites using nuclear weapons. Representative Mike Turner is a Republican from Ohio and the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee. Yesterday, he released a cryptic public message it called on the Biden administration to declassify all information about what he termed a serious national security threat. He didn't say what the threat was or what country it was coming from. But officials familiar with relevant classified intelligence said that Russia is developing a new space-based weapon, and they worry it could pose a significant threat to the U.S. and its allies, possibly by damaging critical intelligence or communication satellites with a nuclear weapon. Several lawmakers stressed that there was no imminent danger— but they're pushing the Biden administration to take countermeasures soon. One member of Congress called the threat a potential geostrategic game-changer. Number three. Hearings in Donald Trump's New York and Georgia cases will take place today. The former president is expected in court in New York. That hearing could determine whether he'll be tried next month for allegedly falsifying business records. This is the case connected to an alleged hush-money payment to the adult film star Stormy Daniels during Trump's 2016 campaign. Meanwhile, in Georgia, a different hearing centers on alleged misconduct by Fonnie Willis. She's the top prosecutor in Trump's election interference case in that state. Defense lawyers are trying to disqualify the prosecution team or even dismiss the entire case. That's because of what they describe as an improper romantic relationship between Willis and her top deputy in the case. Together, these two court sessions could help determine the timing and the viability of two of Trump's four criminal cases. Trump is closing in on the Republican nomination, and he wants to delay his trials until after November's presidential election. Number four. President Biden signed an order to protect Palestinians from deportation. Yesterday's action will shield thousands of Palestinians from being removed from the U.S. for 18 months. It's part of a temporary immigration program known as Deferred enforced Departure. That same program also shields certain people from Hong Kong and Liberia from deportation. Biden issued a memo about the order, saying that civilians remain in danger in Gaza as Israel's war there rages on. The order came as the U.S. and Arab nations are working on a plan for a long-term peace between Israel and the Palestinians and the establishment of a Palestinian state. That plan could be announced in the next several weeks. Number five. A majority of U.S. teachers are limiting lessons on political and social topics. This is according to a national study released this morning. It said that 65% of teachers are limiting some forms of instruction, For perspective, that's nearly double the percentage of teachers who reported working under state laws that restrict the discussion of race, sex, and gender in the classroom. The report found that teachers' most common reason for limiting their lessons was their worry that school or district leaders would not support them if parents expressed concerns. Teachers in politically conservative areas were more likely to censor themselves. The new data follows a recent wave of legislation that has reshaped what teachers are and aren't allowed to talk about in their classrooms. Since the pandemic, at least 14 states have enacted laws around what children can learn about race. And at least eight have enacted laws censoring discussions of gender identity, sexuality, and LGBTQ subjects. T-minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, Number six. 2, 1, ignition, and off Go SpaceX! Go IM-1 and the Odysseus lunar lander. SpaceX launched a robotic spacecraft to the moon this morning. The uncrewed Falcon 9 rocket took off from Kennedy Space Center in Florida. It's carrying a lander called Odysseus, which, if all goes to plan, will touch down on the moon a week from today on February 22nd. That would be a pretty big deal. It would be the first soft landing on the moon by a U.S. spacecraft since Apollo 17 in 1972 and it would be the first commercial vehicle to ever touch down there. That would be a big step in NASA's plan to return humans to the moon in the coming years. And at number 7, Notre Dame's new spire was unveiled this week. In 2019, a fire destroyed the spire of the famous Paris Cathedral but after years of painstaking restoration work, Notre Dame is getting ready to reopen. A big step toward that moment took place this week, when the scaffolding that had surrounded the top of the cathedral's spire came down. It gave the people of Paris their first glimpse of a new landmark in their city. There had been some discussion in France of replacing the burned spire with something more modern, as previous generations had done. After all, the destroyed spire was only from the 19th century, and the cathedral dates back to medieval times. One architecture firm suggested, perhaps jokingly, that the cathedral's roof should be replaced with a swimming pool. In the end, it was decided to recreate the destroyed spire from the 1800s, but with one key update. This one is topped with a golden rooster in the style of a phoenix rising from the ashes. You can see a video of the rooster's unveiling in our newsletter. Find a link to that in our show notes. And if you're planning a trip to Paris, the cathedral is set to reopen in December. All right, you're all caught up. But before you go, a reminder that if you're a subscriber to the Washington Post, you can get access to our shows ad-free in Apple Podcasts. And we'll have more fun stuff around the corner. So be sure to find the Washington Post channel in Apple Podcasts and connect your Post subscription. And then stay tuned for more subscriber-only audio benefits, like exclusive and early access episodes. If you're not a subscriber, this is a great time to start. You can sign up at our channel in Apple Podcasts or through the link in our show notes. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll meet you back here tomorrow.